Hello, my fellow nerds. It is one of the best days that only usually comes twice a decade. It is Census Results Day. Forget Christmas and let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to the podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever it is you are listening. This episode, we are diving into some of the stats in the census and what they tell us about the country that we live in. I love Census Day. We get sent as journalists so many like, dubious surveys and bits of research, and quite often they actually make it to publication in various places, even when they're built on you know quite small samples or not a great amount of research. Even political polling, which is usually done to a very high standard, you're still only talking about a survey of about a thousand people, so it is easy to have a high margin of error. Whereas with the census, it's literally everyone. It's all there. It's black and white. It's easily comparable to past surveys done in the same format. It is a data dream. And it can tell us some pretty weird things about our country and how we need to plan for the future. So let's dive straight into the literal sexy bits. So the population figures in the census are really interesting. It's the first time in 171 years the population of the Republic of Ireland has topped 5 million people. 5,149,139 on census night, to be exact. You're going back to pre-famine times to find a period where there were more people in Ireland. Things bottomed out at about 2.8 million people as recently as 1961. So in the last 61 years, our population has grown 83 which is a huge figure. But one of the things which jumped out to me was just when there have been population booms. So the census highlights that we've got a particularly large amount of people in their early 40s and in their teenage years at the minute. So there's about 85,000 42-year-olds, for example, compared to just 59,000 28-year-olds. And some of that might be people in their 20s are more likely to be living abroad before coming back to settle down and so on. But there are far more 12-year-olds than 28-year-olds as well. So there were really high birth rates in the early 80s and the early 2010s. And what was going on in the early 80s and the early 2010s? They were hoping that this was a temporary panic. It actually turned out the banks were in deep financial trouble because they'd made all these loans for real estate and real estate prices went down by 60%. Around September, October 2010, this was a banking system that was having a cardiac arrest. Big recessions were happening at the time. So can we infer from that that people have more sex when there's less money around? You might not be able to afford to go out for dinner, but you can stay home and, well, entertain yourself other ways. So, you know, while Charlie Hawhey was saying this... The figures which are just now becoming available to us show one thing very clearly. As a community, we are living way beyond our means. Were people doing this? And then when those particular people grew up and the Great Recession hit, they too decided to have kids leading to another wave, which makes one wonder whether we could fairly well predict when there will be another big surge in births in about 15 to 20 years' time, maybe when there's a recession as well, for which we should probably start planning now. The average age in Ireland was 38.2 years for a man and 39.4 for a woman in 2022. Every county got older compared to the last census, and it really confirmed what we largely knew Ireland is getting much older. For example, the number of over 65s increased by 22% 
compared to 2016, or almost 139,000 more of them. And that's going to continue as that big crowd of randy 40-something-year-olds gets older and older, which means we will have more retired people and much more of a demand on the state pension. So haven't got a private pension maybe start one because there's going to be a lot of money the state is going to suddenly need to find soon i just feel at this particular time that i reached the uh, pinnacle of my basketball career and i must retire i have to say one thing that did disappoint me about the census you remember that time capsule element that they were giving us a chance to enter a time capsule segment which was going to be released in 2122 well only 19 percent of households actually filled it out and said something for the future, I actually really thought it was would be more because I thought it was quite a nice idea, though I have already forgotten what we wrote on ours. When we get then into the relationship figures, 4% of all women over the age of 15 are divorced. She'll never divorce him. She'll kill him, but she won't divorce <laughs> Galway and Dublin cities had the highest number of people who were cast as single, i.e. not married, just 36% of people in Galway City were married and 35% in Dublin City. Wexford and Longford have the highest number of divorced people, just over 7% of the population there each, while Leitrim and Mayo had the highest number of widows, about 6% of the population in each of those counties. And really interestingly, it seems that men really do die before women. 74% of all widowed people in Ireland are women, about 155,000 compared to 55,000 widowed men. Also, fewer people saying their health was good to very good since the last census, down from 87% to 83% of people. I wonder how much of that is a COVID hangover, that we're all thinking about our health a little bit more and maybe more critical of what we would have said was grand in the past. There's about 450,000 daily smokers in Ireland, with 13% of people smoking either daily or occasionally. Here's one that I found really quite shocking. There has been a 53% increase in the amount of unpaid carers in the last six years. More than 103 extra thousand people saying in this census that they are providing care to someone and a 111% increase in the number of people providing unpaid care for more than 43 hours a week. Now, there was a change to the wording of the question from 2016, which uh, expanded out the definition and brought more people in. So making the question, I suppose, more reflective of reality and bringing more people into the net. But that's a whatever way you slice it, even with that factored in, that's a hell of a lot of people doing a hell of a lot of care on their own bat, on their own time, largely with someone dear to them, and usually in difficult circumstances, because when you are looking after someone who you, you do care about, I mean, it's it's not a very pleasant thing to do in a lot of circumstances, uh, and carers definitely need more support. That's something to take out of these figures. Immigrants poured into the country from all over the world, looking for a better life for their children. About 84% of the population has an Irish-only or Irish-dual citizenship. There was an 18% jump in non-Irish citizens living here over the last six years. They now make up 12% of the population. Of those people living here, the biggest group is actually the Polish at 15%, despite an almost 24% drop in the number of Polish people here since 2016. And they're followed by people from the UK, non-Irish people from the UK at 13%. Then in descending order, Indians, Romanians, Lithuanians and Brazilians. On April 3rd last year, 18,500 Ukrainian citizens were in Ireland. Obviously, that's increased massively since. And the CSO figures don't include them in this as they are not usually resident in the state and many of them obviously returning, hoping to return home to Ukraine when the war ends. 
And then, of course, we have religion. What y'all doing over here, man? Oh, we're just kicking it. Lots of sides and all. God, church, <laughs> bitches and all. The number of Catholics fell from 79% to 69% from 2016 to 2022. There's now 736,000 people with no religion in Ireland, up quite significantly. The number of Hindus more than doubled to around 33,000. More than half of the Muslims in Ireland, I thought this was interesting, more than half the Muslims in Ireland, 54% of them, are Irish citizens, sort of reflecting the, the growing Muslim community in Ireland. Uh, a lot of them who, who have obviously citizenship, obviously, and many of them who have been born here and kept the religion uh, growing. Unsurprisingly, geography playing a big part in this. Just 53% of people in Dublin City said they're Catholics. While in Mayo, it's the most Catholic county in Ireland at 80% of all people. Tip, Roscommon, Offaly and Galway County very close behind at 79%. In the leafy suburbs of Dunleary, Rathdown and Dublin, 24% they had no religion compared to just 7% in County Monaghan. Oh, welcome to Mikasa. That's French for front door. 212,000 Irish-born people said they speak a second language which isn't Irish and it is basically a tie at the top between French and Polish, about 32,000 each. Spanish, German, Romanian and Lithuanian are the next most common. We reached 30,000 new bills in housing last year. The corner was turned last year. That went from 20,000 to 30,000 in one year. The final bit I want to look at is housing. Firstly, the number of people who own their own home is lower, down from 70% 11 years ago to 66% last year. The increase has been among renters, and the amount that people are paying in rent has gone up. The average rent went from up 37% in the last six years to €271 Euro a week. The number of households paying more than €300 Euro a week more than doubled in six years and the number of households paying more than 400 euro a week more than quadrupled as rents have soared so those paying at least 1200 a month and frankly if you can find a three bed for rent for that near Dublin fair play to you 93,000 homes were built between 2016 and 2022 keep in mind this is at a time when conservative estimates say we need 33,000 a year and more likely 50,000 a year to meet demand. Only 52% of those homes were owner-occupied with a mortgage, which I thought was interesting. Another 11% owner-occupied without a mortgage, the very lucky and quite rich so-and-sos. Almost 15% rented through private landlords and 13% rented from local authorities. Of the homes built since 2016, 27% were built without any renewable energy features, which surprised me a bit. I thought that was quite high given the grade of homes that we have been being building at the moment. Unusual to see not having heat pump or not having solar panels or, or, or something of that description. Broadband, available to just 80% of homes. The highest rate being 91% in Dunleary Rathdown, the lowest 72% in Longford Roland, the national broadband plant. Loads more data here. There is actually tons in the census. I could speak for an hour, but there is lots more coverage from News Talk, the hard shoulder did a lot on Tuesday evening. You can go back and listen and uh, check it out through their podcasts uh, those just some of the particularly interesting bits I, I looked at the census and thought you know that's kind of interesting we're not building as many houses with solar panels as we think and when recessions come we like to have sex who knew roll on 2026 Sean Defoe presented this week with John Keogh the editor in Lock and Heart on Sound chat to you next week <laughs>